You're listening to a podcast from Victory. What the Bible says about matters of faith and Christian practice is useful and true. Learn more about this truth in week four of our series, Wordview. Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 to 8. This will be our text, and I'll incorporate other texts to discuss this. Now it says here, The law of the Lord is what? Perfect. Reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. And the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Let's bow down and pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. This is your precious gift to us. Lord, that you have not made us uh, just do things for our own and by our own selves and by our own devices, but you have given us the instruction manual for life. And so this, uh, this afternoon, Lord, I ask that you would open, enlighten, illumine our hearts and our minds so that we would understand, so that we, will be, uh, so that we would obey and live out your word. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, I've underlined, right? those certain words are underlined in this psalm. Okay? The law of the Lord, it's perfect. It is sure. It is right. It is pure. That's what the Bible says. Of course, it is self-authenticating. That's what it says about itself. But what makes the Bible different from any other source that says, okay, this is a divine I'm a divine person because we can trust the Bible. And I'll, you know, I'm, I'm here more than just to tell you about, okay, you have to believe the Bible. You have to, this is, this is what you be, need to believe or you need to put your trust completely. I'm preaching this, but I'm not going to really defend the Bible. So a lot of people say, or the questions nowadays, especially in our modern day age, that the Bible is full of myths, full of legends. Questions like, is it a myth? Is it a legend? Is it accurate? Is it relevant? Those are some of the questions, right, that are in people's minds. And I'm here not to defend the Bible because the Bible is more than apt to defend itself. The Bible can defend itself better than me. It says that it's like a lion. Whoever thought of defending a lion? Or in our modern day parlance, whoever thought of defending Superman? Someone who's indestructible. You don't defend Superman, right? He's more than capable of defending himself. Let me tell you, the Bible is more than able to defend itself. I'm not here to do that. I'm going to show you and preach to you truth about the Bible. And hopefully, it will inspire you to read for yourself this book. Maybe you've heard some things. Maybe you've read it every now and then. But I'm going to show you from from Scripture and from other texts why this Bible is the inerrant, infallible Word of God. 
you know, as a review, it's very important to review what we learned last week. Remember last week, anatutunan natin is the Bible is the inspired Word of God. Inspired. That's why that's, that is very important. Um, a quick summary of the preaching last week. In other words, the Bible, although it has more than 40 human authors, okay, or 40 human writers, there's only one divine author. And God used, okay, the different backgrounds, cultures, state of condition, time frames of this uh, 40, more than 40 different authors with different uh, profession and background. And he weaves, okay, a thread of truth. The truth, okay, he weaves through all that in that span of time to tell us his story, his promise, his will for us, written in his word. That's why this Bible, okay, is the sacred writings. God, the Holy Spirit, breathed. I like that word better than inspired. The Bible was written not by inspired men, although the Bible is inspired because God, it's God breathed. That's the correct word. It's God breathed. The Holy Spirit breathed, quickened the writer so that they would write the very words of God. That's why this book is unique, powerful. It's a personal gift of the Lord Himself because this are His very words, the very words of God. There are other books that can inspire you, right? You've read of books that can inspire you, but there's only one book that is inspired or that is God-breathed. And this book, the God-breathed, okay, and I'm going to use some terms that are very important, the plenary verbal truth. Plenary means the whole Bible. We believe in the whole counsel of God, the whole Bible. There's not one part here that says, okay, yung Genesis guru, legendary, so hindi yun. So yung gospel lang, yung mga may red letters lang important. No. We don't believe, we believe that the entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelations, God quickened men to write this. To make a story, the redemptive story of God for you and me. Every word, the whole Bible is God-breathed, not just some portions of this. Amen? That Jesus frames this in a different way in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, when he says, Man shall not live on every, okay, not on bread alone, but on what? By every word. That's the verbal, plenary, okay? Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So today, we're going to talk about why, yun yung starting point, eh, that this is God-breathed. If God is the one who authored this, nahulog na. <laughs> if God is the one who authored this, if these are the very words of God, then it means also that it is inerrant and infallible. 
Now, let me define two words because importante yon, just for us. And I'm going to make it simple. What is inerrancy and infallibility? Simply put, inerrant, to be inerrant means without error or free from error. Free from error. Okay? That's why in the text that we read in Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect. Remember? The law of the Lord is perfect. It is without error. Maybe some of you know people who are free from error, who are without error. Yung laging tama, tsaka yung mga know-it-all. Now, I'm not talking about your seatmate, and I'm not talking about your spouse. You know who I'm talking about, right? It's your in-laws. And I'm skidding. <laughs> free from error. The Bible is free from error. Okay? Secondly, infallible. Infallible. That means it is not only free from error, it is incapable. Hindi pwedeng magkamali. Hindi lang siya walang mali, hindi siya pwedeng magkamali. Incapable of error. Okay? Now, yun lang yung heavy words na gagamitin natin. I'm trying to try simplify, but these words, okay, are important because ito yung mga ginagamit for the Bible. And, and we're gonna build on that. You see, the authority of this word, of the Bible, is, okay, listen carefully, the authority of the Bible is a reflection and an expression of the author. The authority is a reflection and an expression of its author. Okay? In other words, this word is a reflection of who God is, His nature, His character, who He is. Right? It's an expression. Binigay niya to because it reflects. Meron ka nakita... I mean, every book you read is a reflection partially of the author. Diba yung mga binabasa mo? It's because it's a reflection. The same way, this is the expressed will and word of God for us. The expressed communication of God for us. That's why the Bible is deemed inerrant and infallible. Inerrant and infallible. And because of those things, Two words, okay? Mas dalian na natin. Because this is God's very inspired word that is inerrant and infallible. That means, and if there's one thing I want you to remember, it's this. If the Bible is inspired, inerrant, and infallible, then that can only mean that the Bible is both timely and timeless. It's both timely and timeless. Okay? Now, what do I mean by that? First, timeless. And the big thing timeless, okay? It stands for a long time. It's a reflection of who God is. God is the eternal God. Right? He is eternal. Hindi siya forever si Lord. Kung nagtatanong kami forever, meron si Lord forever. And His Word will never pass away also. Right? The Bible is eternal. The Bible 
It says in Psalm 119, verse 89, that forever, Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Hindi na magbabago yun. God does not change His mind. God is immutable, unchanging. His word is unchanging also. It's a reflection, right? And so, when we talk about timeless, ano bang, okay, so kung timeless to, that means from age to age. Noong unang panahon, kasi this was written thousands of years ago. And yet, yung truth nito still applies and totoo pa rin. It talks about the historical accuracy. Historically accurate. You know, the Bible is very historically accurate. You, the, a lot of people try to kill, try to destroy, try to, diba, try to put this okay, in the dungeon para out of the hands of men. A lot of men, a lot of people, a lot of kings want to remove and destroy this Bible. And yet, it still survives and thriving even up to the day. The survival of the Bible, the survival of the Bible is a little difficult to explain, but otherwise, because unless it is really the Word of God, I like how uh, uh, an old pastor and theologian by the name of A. W. Pink described the Bible, okay, and its timelessness. Sabi niya, books are like men. Yung mga libro daw, Parang mga tao. Okay? They are dying creatures. A very small percentage of books survive more than 20 years. Think of the books that you've read 20 years ago. If you're still reading it, if it still applies, if it still inspires you somehow. A yet smaller percentage lasts 100 years. And even a very insignificant fraction represent the books that have survived more than a thousand years. Okay? And sabi niya, amid the train wreck of ancient literature, the Holy Scripture stands out like the last survivor of an otherwise extinct race. And the fa- very fact of the Bible's existence is an indication that like its author, this is indestructible. In other words, timeless. Thousands of years ago, it still not just survived, but it's still alive, living, and active. In fact, from a historian's point of view, anyone taking history or took history, similar course, meron ba? Ancient or literature. literature Okay. But sorry, I when I sent my file to do the keynote, maling file na sent ko. I had a I had a table to compare all the ancient literature that we accept as very accurate and true. Okay? Whether literature from uh, the old Greek philosophers. Uh, and Roman uh, authors. But you don't know, I'll just give you one very ex- concrete example. Homer's Odyssey. It's a classic, right? It's a literature. 
It was written um, thousands of years, more than a thousand years ago. But between the time it was written, the earliest copy that they discovered was around 600 years later from the time it was written. And according to the historians, it's only 95% accurate. The different, in other words, the different copies have errors somewhat. Okay? The New Testament. The New Testament, written thousands of years ago, more than 2,000 years ago. The earliest copy that they found between the time it was written, 1st century to 2nd century uh, AD, within less than 100 years, they already found copies. In other words, buhay pa nagsulat ng New Testament. They could interview, okay? There are 65 copies of Homer's Odyssey. There are more than 5,000 copies of the New Testament. And it is 99.9 plus plus percent accurate. Okay? Now, th- I don't have time to discuss all the other things, but if you are historian, the Bible is historically accurate. I did, hindi ko pa pinag-usapan yung Old Testament. Very quickly, you've probably heard of the Dead Sea Scrolls of the Qumran Caves. In other words, yung nababasa mo sa Old Testament na Bible, Genesis, okay, to Malachi, they found recently, 1940s, in the Qumran Caves in Israel. I went there to the Qumran Caves. Meron doong naka-vacuum seal. Okay, uso na ng vacuum seal noon, di ba? Na-preserve. When they opened the scrolls of Isaiah and other scrolls, it was dated thousands of years back. And word for word, it was the same. 99.99 plus percent accuracy. Historically accurate. So we can trust the word. You can trust. Now, but I believe what's more important than accuracy is historical significance. Why is this Bible so important, so relevant? Bakit ba important ito? Because this word, this Bible, the Word of God, has affected civilizations, political thought, the value of men and women and children. Okay? It has changed and shaped history and cultures and nations, and societies. Think about it. I'll give you a few seed thoughts because this is a whole different preaching. Okay? I mean, America was founded on the scriptures, on the Bible. The pilgrims, they went there so that they could establish a new colony apart from England and they would base their life on the Bible. In fact, did you know that the three branches of government that America espoused, diba? executive, legislative, judicial, kinopia natin, right? We had the form, but they had the power and the form. It's more than just copying system, systems. It's their way of life. They founded their life and their country living on this word. And you know the basis of that? It's saying, say, yeah. Our God, God is king, God is lawgiver, and God is judge. 
Union basis. It's in the Bible. Political thought was influenced because of this. I mean, slavery was abolished. I mean, all these things. I don't have time, but... You know, we have a pastor in the United States, part of every nation. His name is Pastor Mark Belisles. He, because Jesus said to go and make disciples of all nations. That means, disciple tayo. Yes, we disciple individuals. And that's very important. That's the foundation. But we also need to disciple okay, the nations, the cultures. We need to go out and influence the world through God's word. Mark Belias has a book on that, Principles to Reform the Nations. And he was telling excuse me, this story when Ukraine was coming out of communism. They read his book on that, Principles to, to Reform the Nation. So they invited, the parliament of Ukraine invited him to teach the Bible, to teach his book, which is based on the Bible. And let me tell you, they have a mark. The Bible leaves its mark on situations, on cultures, on peoples. More than just historical accuracy, it's historical significance. Because the Bible is timeless. It can, it can still help transform cultures and nations and peoples even today. Amen? Timeless. Sabimos mo timeless. But not only is it timeless, it is also timely. Timely, okay? Which reflects, it reflects God's nature as a personal God, as an omniscient God. Because the Bible is relevant. A lot of people say, ah, it's an ancient textbook. Baka hindi na mag apply today. Pasay na yan, luma na, old-fashioned. Right? Especially in our postmodern society, this is not applicable anymore. N-A. That's what a lot of people are thinking. Nope. What we've read earlier, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Think about it. Today, even scientific, scientific books have to be revised every 20 years or so. Because the facts, scientific facts are shifting. Nag-iiba pa rin yan. For example, okay, for decades, more than 50, 60, or I don't know how many years, Several decades, we believed that Pluto was a planet. Right? Pluto was a planet. Today, Pluto is not a planet anymore. Iba na siya. Okay? Aso na siya. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Scientific facts are shifting, changing. It's not as timeless as we think it is, right? Or, for example, for more than 100 years, neurologists and psychologists have said that we, the number of brain cells we have when we get born is 
there and we don't add anymore. Right? Tapos na. Kung maubos na yung brain cells mo by drugs or drinking or abusing it, then that's it. More than 100 years. But through the advances in neuroscience, they say, uh, specific, specifically, neurogenesis. They say that we now regenerate brain cells. Okay? I mean, this, in School of Empowerment, we teach all of these things. But these are some of the things that are shifting. Even age-old, 100-year-old truths or principles or facts in science are shifting. But we don't know that some facts or some things that we think are weird in the Bible, science is actually validating now. Do you know that... uh, do you know why we ask people to raise their hands or God, why God asks people to raise their hands when we worship? Okay? I mean, this is something, of course, it's a sign of reverence and awe and surrender. But there's some validation in neuroscience now. Uh, a, Harvard, a Harvard researcher by the name of Amy Cudd, okay, researched this about the connections of posing, power posing. I don't know if you've heard of that. Power posing and the effect on our hormones, particularly testosterone and cortisol. Testosterone affects our confidence, our, you know, uh, yung confidence nothing to go, and especially for men, but generally, cortisol affects, a hor- hormone affects our cholesterol, normally influenced by stress. Okay? And sabi niya, okay, okay ba? I want the church to, mamaya, so explain ko muna. Sabi niya sa research, they found out, this is Harvard researcher, okay? Sabi niya din, they found out when they did this in saliva test, and then, when you do a power pose, let's say five minutes when you raise your hands, okay? Maybe before a meeting, before a presentation, something happens in your hormones <clears throat> that your cortisol level, your stress level goes down and your testosterone level goes up. Okay? That means you feel more confident. You feel there's a surge of energy. Okay? And so, what the Bible has always been espousing, when we come to worship God, God is like infusing something. Neuroscience and things are just validating now. Can you imagine that? Can we do that? Can we all stand up and raise our hands? Okay, sabi na itong exercise na to. Cortisol has something to do with your fat and cholesterol. Okay? Pag nag-raise ka na at least two minutes. Okay? V formation. V pose ang tawag niya. It's called a power pose. Dalawa yung power pose. V pose and the Wonder Woman pose. Dalawa. But ito na lang. Okay? Can you imagine that? As simple as that. Something that the Bible has been espousing that God would just when you go and worship God on your own or corporately, God does something spiritually, but God does something also physiologically in us. Amen? Okay, you can go ahead and take your seats. The timelessness and the timeliness of God's Word. So hopefully the next time you worship, raise your hands.
Okay? Para bumawas yung mga cholesterol level natin. <laughs> now, again, many sincerely tried to prove the Bible wrong. Kasi sabi nila, it's just myth, it's just legend. Okay? But you know what happened? The Bible proved them wrong. <laughs> Nagbaliktad. They got saved. People like, you know, Sir William Ramsey. He was an archaeologist in the 19th century, 20th century. Because he was an archaeologist, sabi niya, myth lang. Lahat ng New Testament, especially yung resurrection ni Jesus Christ. So he went to Israel, he went to Palestine, pinag-aralan niya yung archaeology. Okay, that's Sir William Ramsey. And you know what happened? Sabi niya, from his archaeological findings, he believed that there was a real historical Jesus who lived and died and somehow his body was never found from a archaeological point of view. And when he had studied all the evidence, he became a Christian. Someone who tried and to try to refute the Bible. C.S. Lewis, the one on your left, an Oxford literary genius. If you've read or watched the Chronicles of Narnia, amazing intellectual. Ganun rin. He tried to prove Christianity wrong. He tried to disprove it. And you know what happened? He became one of the greatest apologists or defenders of Christianity. And then this guy, Lee Strobel. Okay? May movie siya. The Case for Christ. He was an investigative journalist. Alam mo yun yung, yung mga journalist na nag-investigate ng mga scams, mga ganon, right? His wife was an agnostic. He was an atheist when they got married. And then suddenly, his wife became a Christian. So sabi niya, I don't like that there's a third party, that my wife is having an affair with this man, Jesus Christ. I'm going to research. I'm going to investigate. And he investigate. I mean, if you read that case for Christ, or if you just watch the movie first, but very moving book. In research niya, in investigate niya, and guess what? From all evidence, he had to surrender and say, what the Bible says is true. The Bible proved them wrong and prove that it is right. You see, what makes the Bible unique is the author knows all its readers. Diba? Kung nagbasa ka ng Bible, the, the author doesn't know yung mga millions na nagbabasa, right? Maybe except for the family and friends. But this is different from this book. The author knows each one of you personally. Personal, that's why it's timely. For you, He has a word for you in every season of your life. That's why it's relevant even today. It is not myth. It is not legend. It is living and active, affecting millions and millions of souls in the earth today. That's why the Bible says, I mean, Psalm 19, that the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple, Listen, this Bible is so powerful. Even if you don't 
know how to read, if you're not educated, itong difference eh. Some books, you need to be very intelligent to be able to read. This one, whether you are grade one or you're 80 years old, you can benefit. Even if you're uneducated or if you have triple PhD, you can benefit. Because it's not the mind, but it's the heart God is looking after. Let me tell you a story of the guy by the name of Aidan W. Tozer. He's, uh, because of family conditions, he could not study. He was just working uh, in the street. And then he heard the preacher say, if you want to get saved, call on the name of the Lord. Goes home, calls on the name of the Lord Jesus, and something happened inside of him. Does not know how to read much. I mean, he, he knows how to read basic, but he does not know anything. He's not finished only grade three. Okay? Do you know what he did? Lord, I want to know you, and I want to know your word. I want to read your word. So what he did every day, he would get on his knees and say, Holy Spirit, breathe on your word. Teach me every single day. And you know what? He became one of the greatest theologians because he would then read. If he did not understand Shakespeare, he would go to the classics and say, Lord, teach me about Shakespeare. And he would allow God. So, I mean, if you read his book, particularly the book, if you, if you can read one book of him, the pursuit of God. He literally wrote that book on his knees. But this man, a simple man who uneducated because of this word. Your word. Okay? What say? Your word is sure. Making wise the simple. Listen. The Bible is not just true, it is the truth. There's a difference. There are true statements, but this is the truth. Psalm 119 verse 160 says, The sum of your word is truth. All of this, the sum of this is truth. I hope I at least pushed a little thing inside of you to try to, okay, pastor, I'm not, I don't, maybe I don't understand because when I tried to first read the Bible, I did not understand. Because it's not here, it's here first. Try to read it with my mind. I have to read it first with an open heart and say, Lord, I don't understand, I don't know, but just like A.W. Tozer, will you allow him? Now, if the Bible is indeed inspired, inerrant, and infallible, then it is timeless, timely, and trustworthy. You can put your trust in this word because this is a reflection of the trustworthiness of God. It's a reflection of Him. It's an expression of His faithfulness, of His covenant-making and covenant-keeping. Listen, in this day, 
of relativism. We need something we can rely on. We need our lives to be based not on shifting shadows, not on something that is so unstable, but something solid, a bedrock, a foundation, an anchor for our lives. The Bible. Scientific facts can change. Timeless, timely, trustworthy. Why do, why do a lot of people, they know, okay, the Bible's true, but why don't want, they want to read it? Well, Mark Twain once said this, it's not the things that I don't understand in the Bible that bother me. It's the things that I do understand that bother me. The reason why they don't want to read this is because they might be convicted. Because this will speak to the very issues. And those very issues that you don't want to be bothered, maybe the very issues that need to be unsettled or settled once and for all for you to move forward, for you to live the life that you've always wanted. Listen. Final story. Sorry. But this story is so good. To wrap this up. You've heard of the story in Acts chapter 2 when when the, the Holy Spirit came and descended, right? And then they spoke in various tongues. Now, there's a campus missionary in one of our creative access nations, okay, in Indochina, okay? It is a region, alam nyo. But she, it was a communist nation. She could not, she could barely speak English. And of course, our church there, English speaking, and she, they were re- able to reach out to her she gave her life, but she could not really understand the Bible. And so, you know what happened? During the time of uh, Victory Weekend, during the time of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to receive and be filled with the Spirit of God, you know what happened? When she received the Spirit of God, when, she, when the Spirit of God breathed and filled her to overflowing, Something different happened. Okay? She received the gift of language that she was able to read and speak English. Imagine that. I mean, she came here and studied in her school. And so when she was able to read English, she read this Bible cover to cover in five days. Listen, the Bible is timeless and timely. It's still, what you read in the Bible, it's still happening today. This is still relevant. This is still trustworthy. There's an amazing thing happening in that church. Because this is living and active. This is infallible. This is inerrant. And because this is the truth of God. We can trust this. We can trust His Word. Amen? Can we all stand up? Let me just challenge you today. Don't just take my word for it. Don't take my word. Read the Bible yourself and watch God. Read it with an open heart. 
and say, Lord, I may not understand. I have issues. But just like Samuel, speak to me, Lord. Your servant is... Let that be our attitude. Let me guarantee that God will move and speak to you and to your situation. Amen? You just heard a podcast from Victory. For more messages like these and to access other resources, please visit victory.org.ph or like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash victoryph.